Welcome to Wise Wednesdays. I'm your host, Wendy Graves. Thank you for joining in across the Anchor or Spotify platform. This month, we will be focusing on marketing. So let's get started with episode three. Hello, wise ladies. I have um, a great two-part guest with me today. She is owner of Guardian Owl Digital Boutique, Jenna Ahern. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. So we are going to dive right into understanding marketing and some of the trends that's going on. Because as you're quite aware, marketing is the key to success for small and middle businesses, correct? Correct. Now, I would like to just have a little bit of background about um, Guardian Owl Digital Boutique. So tell me a little bit about the business, your team makeup, and how long you guys have been in business. No, well, again, thanks for having me, Wendy. And you're absolutely spot on with being a huge opportunity and should be a keystone to your business strategy. And we started in 2013 after I gained experience under three Google Premier partners. And what I found was in that small to medium sized business space, digital was so new that a lot of owners felt this huge gap in education. They were used to spending newspaper or magazines. And now all of a sudden they're trying to understand what Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and, and search engines are. And it, you know, they don't teach this in college. And I think business owners and just people in general, we forget that Google's only been around for 20 some odd years. And so in um, my experience working under these three partners, I saw this huge gap and this big in the space as well as transparency. And, you know, I saw business owners spending tens of thousands of dollars on their marketing strategy and not understanding even what the platforms were that they were spending the money on. And then I saw the partners that they were trusting not being fully transparent on where the dollars were going, pocketing some of the funds that they weren't being honest about small town. I'm originally from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It's a, you know, big farm town and these small to medium sized businesses, you know, they were the community. They funneled all that money back into um, our town. And I just never want to think about businesses, especially, you know, my neighbors being taken advantage of in a space that they just weren't fully educated on because of, you know, the climate of climate of digital. Right. 
2015, I started consulting businesses on the side and, you know, before and after my full-time job and built up the company. And in 2016, went full-time and, you know, fast forward here, eight years later, we're still a Google certified partner and our mission is to help and help these small to medium-sized businesses expand their digital footprint on the internet in a transparent, honest, and hardworking way. And so, and just so fortunate to be continuing to serve, you know, these business owners in the communities. Right. And it is um, an education gap. Like you mentioned, people just don't know, you know, they're asked to spend all types of money and they don't understand. So it's very important to have a partner in the marketing world that almost has like a heart of a teacher because that's what you have to have. Yep. And that's, uh, you know, a little bit of where the name came from, Guardian people that we worked with that and serving to feel like we were guarding over their best interests and being able to see through the murk and darkness of digital owls have amazing vision. And so we thought that that would be such a symbol of wisdom and honesty and hopefully, you know, giving that light to business owners in a world that felt so they felt so disconnected from. Yeah. Look at that and some information on branding. So see, yeah. we all have to understand the full gamut of when we launch businesses, what names and visions and marketing, it all goes into play. So that's great. So I want to establish, establish some basic marketing information. So a small to uh, mid-sized business, uh, franchise, independent, no matter what, they go on a hunt for a marketing company. What are some of the things that you would suggest they immediately start looking for in that company? That's a great question. I always go back to starting with why and what your business mission is and finding a partner, just like you would go out and find a friend that aligns with those values because day, you're going to have a great space to be able to agree, disagree, be honest, experiment. When things go wrong, there's a great stream of communication. And to, to be frank, marketers are in, in the game of sales, right? So just like everybody is in business. And usually we're pretty decent at it. And so if you feel like, you know, in what your values are or how you would respond doesn't really meet how the response of that marketing partner, um, you know, comes through, I think you're going to see some red flags and be aware of, okay, are they selling me or are they truly out for my best interest? And how are they exhibiting that from the start? And I think that if you think about it in that way, that's going to help you hopefully just attract just, you know, a three month stint of a marketing company that, you know, you invested money in and, and didn't get anywhere. Right. Um, and in full disclosure to everyone, 
you guys are our marketing company. And so, you know, you all handle both of our businesses and exactly what you talked about is what we did. You know, you have to have those conversations. Um, you have to have, you know, our um, retail side business to business. Um, he's very skeptical of digital marketing. And so, you know, sometimes you'll have people that are very understanding of the process of marketing. Sometimes you have the skeptical ones. So you just have to find a partner that is willing to answer those questions and take the time. Agreed? And, and that's, and Wendy, I think one thing to think about when you are choosing that partner is, you know, a lot of business owners, because of that gap of education, you might need your hand held, you know, you shouldn't be afraid to ask questions, you know, what is this button do on Facebook, or, you know, how do I get this to work in my email, you know, things like that, your partner should be able to want to serve you in that capacity. And, you know, again, you connect with their mission is so important and not every company or people behind the company want to do that they might you might feel nickeled and dimed you know hey i'll show you but it's going to be an hourly charge mm -hmm. and you know that again because i feel like our mission connected with the education piece and there's other marketing companies that have these same values as well you know, make sure that if you're not well equipped and versed in these platforms that ran through it and not nickel and dime you throughout the way. Right. So now you've interviewed several marketing companies. You have asked some of the good questions and then you land on that company. What do you say that next three to six months should look like for that business owner? Well, I think that for the business owner side, especially if you're not equipped in the space, what the benchmarks are and you know every marketing company and it might be different, right? You don't want to have these blanket benchmarks that is, you know, the same for your company, as well as another business that they serve, try and get some custom benchmarks um, of success that are specific to your business. So, you know, for instance, Wendy, let's just say you're focused on church signage and we say, okay, great. In the first you know, five new customers reaching out to you for church signage. That's our goal. And then at the end of 30 days, establish, okay, did that work and why or why not? Mm -hmm. And then in that 30 to 60 day period, you know, try and make those adjustments that you discussed. So going back to being able to have that transparency and honest communication, it's okay to experiment and it's okay in that first 90 day period to not hit those benchmarks, right? You just want the conversation as well as what those, um, you both know what those benchmarks are for success. So I think in the first 30 to 30 days, both of you are getting to know how each other works. You're doing a lot of setup and integration. So I feel like the communication needs to be at its strongest. And then, you know, as you're going forward, establishing those benchmarks, I think that you need to have the forms and calls that 
know, little things like, hey, you know, we we said that we were going to do 30 posts on Facebook and we did that. We actually did 35. Here were the insights from that. How can we progress forward in the next 30 to 60 days to improve? So having the benchmarks, but then discussing what are those opportunities for improvement? Don't wait to 60 days to start analyzing that mm -hmm. because, you know, time is of the essence in the small to medium size you know, from day one on that launch call, you've established what those benchmarks look like with you and your partner, you both agree. And then as those weeks go along, make sure that you're both touching base on, hey, how are we doing? You know, what do we need to do to cross this finish line? And then have that 30 day meeting. And, you know, what did we, what were the good, bad and the ugly? What did we find was really successful? And now how do we want to change whether it's changing the actual performance metrics and benchmarks or changing how we're going to hit them through that 30 to 60 day period. Medium sized business space, and I've done this, is you wait to 60 days and you realize something's not working and now you're disappointed. And now, you know, you hit 90 days, you've invested in, you know, for three months and every dollar matters, right? And now you're feeling unsatisfied. You know, you didn't get the return on the investment. You're you're out the capital and you have really nothing to show for it and you can't really rewind. So those are to me the most important that first, you know, 30 to 90 day period. Right. And I can recall finding it very, um, important to understand where your business currently is ranking before you even dove into a lot of these directions. You know, one of the things that I can remember having a conversation about was, you know, who is my competitor? You know, who am I trying to win bids um, against? You know, what does that look like? Because we can really narrow down our focus when we understand a lot of those answers and then it kind of helps give you a snapshot. So then, like you said, as those time goes on, okay, well, these are my, you know, three to four competitors. This is where I was. This is where I am now. And then you feel like you're making traction because it doesn't matter if you're throwing money into a direction that isn't taking or putting you in line with the competitor, right? You're spot on, Wendy. You're spot on. And, you know, your bids or the people, business owners that you're going up against, it may be um, different competitors online that you're going up against. Mm -hmm. So asking your partner for, you know, one or two companies that you feel are competitors and then saying, hey, but if you're seeing you know, to other companies, what's the gap between where we sit and where they are right now in the digital landscape? And aggregators that, I mean, there's tons out there. A tool that we utilize is SEM Rush. That's um, a big industry, industry um, aggregator. There's several out there that can help you find that blueprint of, um, the competitive landscape as well as the you know gap between you and them.
Okay. And another thing that I also found interesting was um, understanding all of the analytics. That is huge because again, if you don't understand what paid per click is, if you don't understand where you're ranking on a page, if you don't understand all of that, even though, like you said, in businesses, we're all salespeople and marketing companies are no different. You can hold people accountable when you educate yourself on what these things mean, all these initials. I remember I would say, what's this? What's that? That looks crazy, you know? And you guys would feed that information to me. But isn't that one of the biggest things we as the owners need to understand is we have to put in if you're going to get with a partner who's going to educate you, you have to put in the time to learn it. And then do you really want to be held accountable, meaning the marketing company? Because maybe that's where the teaching doesn't come into play. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, that's that's so good, Wendy, because I think that of running the business from, you know, day in and day out. And you might have been educated on that first call on what some of the acronyms and search engine lingo is. And then by, you know, the second call, you're sitting there to your point saying, okay, what's pay-per-click mean again? What it, what is new visitor verse um, uh, you are returning? Um, what does referral traffic mean in analytics? And again, that goes back saying, hey, what does this mean? Or asking up front, hey, is there a glossary of terms that you can send? Um, and then, you know, having the the teacher in the partner to be able to continue to re-educate because I don't know about you, but 30 days goes really fast and mm -hmm. it isn't your responsibility to, in my opinion, to, to take that time out. That's why you're investing in a digital marketing partner. So it should be the onus as well as give you some material that in your free time from blocking and tackling, if you can learn, great. If not, there again should be a continual every meeting re-education as well as um, opportunities for you to communicate what you're forgetting means what. And um, again, just that goes back to trusting the partner and finding a teacher in them. That's such a great question. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I don't think I understood how much marketing that really is what it is for teaching because most of us, that's not our rim. That's not what we do every day. And so unless it's your job within a company, it can be overwhelming. So I definitely wanted to kind of break down what that looks like for finding a partner and expectations. And just like with anything, you're going to pay for for what you get, you know? So if someone comes in and offers you some of this unreasonably low, maybe management fee or things like that, it, it may not be the best. And then on the flip side, it might be extremely high. You have to put all of these numbers into your budget. And like you said, pick the right partner for you and your small business that you feel most comfortable with, but hopefully kind of spending this time to break down what people should look for you know, if they're out there looking for a company, then, you know, this helps them.
And watch out for, you know, because a lot of times we, we help manage other partners for to where the, the company is almost like gaslighting or trying or using all of this lingo that they know that you don't understand. And so I think that can be really intimidating because search engine optimization, it's like a different language. Mm -hmm. And so watch out for that because, it, you know, sometimes again, going back to we're all in sales, I think that that's a tactic that I've even ran across that is just unfortunate and kind of gives our digital that's really not how we should be serving um, our our clients we should be educating them on the terminology and not utilizing it to intimidate right yes a hundred percent and then i get um in conversations a lot in talking with social um let's just talk about facebook and maybe even another platform if you want to bring that in on um, what that looks like for engagement purposes. Um, you know, do you have to have a personal Facebook page and a separate business page? And then how can you increase engagement? Does the personal, you know, have to be the ones that get all of the friends and then you do the invites? Help um, our listeners on what that looks like navigating the social world right now, because, you know, it's, it's a lot and it changes all the time. And, you know, we may not want them as personal friends, but we want them exposed to the business that we run. So what kind of tips or information can you offer? I love that you said it, it changes rapidly because here we are in 2021, it's June when we're recording this. And if I look back at the last year, Facebook has changed so much. It's night and day. And so don't be intimidated by that. Just continue to have the mindset of um, a constant learner because it'll continue to change. Mm -hmm. And I completely understand having the privacy does require you to launch a personal page prior to launching a business page. But what you can do is you can create that business page um, once you establish the personal and you don't have to, you know, if you want to kind of stay incognito, you know, have um, maybe you don't upload your any pictures of yourself on your personal page, but it is at least established. Mm -hmm. So once that's established, it'll Facebook will allow you to create once you create the business page, it will allow you to invite people. Now, if you are a business owner who doesn't have any friends on Facebook because they haven't established that personal page, this is where Facebook um, and other platforms kind of make you pay to play. Mm -hmm. So in this case, if you're not willing to give up your privacy, you're going to have to pay a little bit initially to kind of get that business page promoted among people goes a long way. And once you establish the Facebook business page where you have your logo and the profile picture, you have, um, you know, a few posts and information like your address and your phone number and your business description and offerings on there, 
$20 to promote your business page to other business owners looking for signage or maybe even a radius of 10 miles um, within your community to Facebook and like our page. Um, that again, a, a couple dollars goes a long way. So that's how I would navigate on Facebook if you don't really want to put your personal self out there. Okay. So in essence, like you said, creating that personal page is a requirement. It's just you could have it be very low key and then just build that business off of it. Oh, absolutely. You okay. can make it very. Okay. And um, any similar issues or similar crossovers of other platforms, Instagram, LinkedIn, anything else? Is that the same requirement, the personal, then the business? So what's great about Facebook is that um, you can link an Instagram business profile right, right through the platform. So for Instagram, have a personal page. Once you establish that personal page on Facebook, you then will be able to create a land, a business page on Facebook and Instagram. Now, LinkedIn, it is going to be the same situation. You have to create that personal page. And then from there, it'll allow you to establish a business page. But again, all of these platforms allow you to be a little bit incognito. Now, um, I completely understand the, the privacy those costs of doing businesses or business on the internet where you, you just have to launch that personal side. And again, even if it's not putting your picture up there um, and your information, as long as you have something established that you can go off of for the business page, they'll let you do that. So Instagram and Facebook, you just need one personal page to have those business pages. And then on LinkedIn, you will have to establish the personal page for Okay, so that's exhausting, right, Jenna? <laughs> it's I was just saying, I was, and that's why you want to pick a good partner if this is exactly new. <laughs> Look, that's how we wrap it up and go back to, you know, why it's so important to have such a educated heart of a teacher, you know, marketing company in your corner because. We don't have time for all of that, right? You know, I mean, that's where you have to trust that you're handing off your, you know, all of your marketing efforts to someone that can do all of the platforms, know all of the platforms, and then bring up your company across uh, the, you know, all of them. Because like you said, they're changing, they're evolving, they're growing, you know, you, you can go on and on. And we're actually going to wrap up um, episode one of this great marketing information, and we're going to carry it over into another. And I actually would like to start with, since we're on social, let's kind of dive into what that looks like as far as anything emerging that we should be looking at and anything that we see that might be dying off. How does that sound, Jenna? Oh, that sounds great. Okay. Well, you guys. I we're done with series one. I know. 
on so wise uh, Wednesdays. We're going to carry on and we'll um, pick right back up with another episode with Jenna on all her marketing information. Thank Until you. then, thank you very much.